Good morning, everyone. This is Rabbi Ben-Sion Klatsk on J-Root Radio. It's a pleasure to be spending this morning with you. It's been about a month since we've done a live show, and I am thrilled and pleased that you are here and listening, and I hope you've been enjoying that music. But today, we're not just going to be doing music. We'll do music during the breaks. But we are going to be speaking. We're going to be talking. We've got a number of topics. The very first thing I want to say is a special mazel tov to our son, our dear son, Shalmi Adidya Klatsko. Shalmi Adidya is in the mirror, and he uh, became a chassan on Moitzai Shabbos. And uh, we are thrilled as parents, and we want to give uh, both him and the Mishpacha of the Kala, the Levi family from Yerushalayim, a very big mazel tov. They should see um, nachas uh, from our son. We should see nachas from their daughter. And uh, Baruch Hashem, this is this is the great pleasure of being a wonderful familia. The great pleasure is the great pleasure is being uh, a father, being a grandfather, being a father-in-law, and Sing nachas from the kinderlach. There's nothing that is more satisfying than that. And um, we live as yidden, and living as yidden, we work towards the highest goal imaginable. And therefore, we don't uh, focus on the lowest common denominator. And so often the lowest common denominator involves families that have issues with Drugs and 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 uh, and and uh, one night stands and and uh, ridiculous relationships and uh, people who live lives that purpose your typical your prototypical American adult child thirty one thirty two years old still sitting still sitting in front of the monitor watching uh, a television or worse or playing with their computer games like a little baby. Instead, we we work towards bringing up Kindelach, who at a very young age have a sense of purpose, have a mission in this world. And that mission is to Mekadeshem Shemayim. And when we do it right, and we have a Siata Deshmaya, and we're able to uh, actually bring up Kindelach like this, so when we finally walk them down the chuppah, we could say, Thank you for allowing, uh, allowing myself and my wife to experience this moment where we have had success until now. Just like the bracha at the bris was, can kanas l'toyer l'chupa l'masim toivim, and when we we get up the chupa or mekayim chupa mekayim toyer, now we hope that they will build a bias neman full of masim toivim, and and that's the great desire, that's the great wish, that's what we want more than anything else. So, as a tati, and for all the tatis out there, and for all the mommies out there who want nothing more. Then to bring up uh, their kindelach apider chatoira, we 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 look back and we say thank you Hashem, all those years that we had to come up with tuition, all those years that we looked with our kindelach at night, all those parsha sheets that we read, 
all of those tapes from Rabbi Jerevel tapes to Uncle Moshe tapes and all sorts of or official shechter, all sorts of Torah uh, that we've piped into our Kindelach's brains, the dogma that we try to uh, exemplify for them on uh, the Yom Naraim, and that we try to tell them over during the Gartalavincha, during the Pesach Seder, all of that effort, all of that time, choosing the right camp for them year after year after year, paying an extra tutor if need be, making sure that the chaverim in their uh, school and in their class and in their yeshiva are the appropriate ones, sending them to the right yeshiva, sometimes changing yeshivas because it wasn't right or they need something more, meetings with the principals, meetings with the mashkiach, meetings with the moras, the, the mitzvah notes galore, one after the next. When you stop and you think about all that you put into your kindalach, it boggles the mind. It, 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 is a, uh, it is daunting. It's like what HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's like what it says in, uh, in the Gemara, it says, when Mashiach comes, so the tzaddikim and the rishayim are going to see the yitzhara. They're going to see the yitzhara, and the, to the tzaddikim, the yitzhara is going to appear as a fire the size of a mountain, a gigantic conflagration, and the tzaddikim are going to are going to cry, and they're going to say, "Oy vavoy, how are we supposed to overcome? How are we supposed to?" How are we supposed to overcome such a massive Yetzirah? And the Rishayim are going to see the Yetzirah, and it's going to be like a tiny flickering flame. And they, too, are going to cry. But their cry will be different. They will say, how could it be that we could not overcome the Yetzirah? So what's the pshat? What is the pshat? What does that mean? The Yetzirah of the Tzadikim is so large, and the Yetzirah of the Tzadikim is so small, of the Rishayim is so small? And the answer is that Tzadikim, when they overcome the Yetzirah, Tzadikim Baruch is okay. We have to make the Nisayim more difficult because you have to grow into a greater person. So the Yetzirah becomes bigger. And then when the Tzadik overcomes it, the next step, it becomes bigger. But each time it grows a little and the Tzadik overcomes it. So by the time the Tzadik is lifted at, the, at a ripe old age, that Yetzar is gigantic, but he's been able to overcome it. But when the tzaddik, when the tzaddik then sees what a gigantic Yetzar is, he says, I can't believe I was expected to overcome such a large Yetzar. I can't believe it. How was I supposed to do that? And yet he did it. And the, the Russia, who never worked on his Yetzar, the very first sniff, the very first uh, whiff of uh, of Nisayan made him fall flat on his face. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu never had to build this person's Yetzirah. Their Yetzirah was tiny because that's all that was needed to defeat the Russia. But when the Russia sees how easily he was defeated, he's going to cry. He's going to say, what? I couldn't even overcome this? Well, in a very, very a similar way, Chinuch is the same way. When we work towards breaking up our kindalach 
if our kinderlach are good and we're trying to be good parents and we're doing it right, so then it becomes more difficult because then our sheif as far as kinderlach become greater. So we work a little bit harder. We try to 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 squelch our anger a little bit more. We try to be more compassionate, spend more time, think more about what our kinderlach need. And as we build it up and the child becomes a bigger and bigger person, it becomes more difficult to help the child grow to the next madrega, to the next level. And once again, once again, as a parent, we try to think, what do they need? Are they going to the right camp? How can we make sure that the chaveirim in the camp are the right ones? Who can we speak with in the camp? Maybe a counselor, maybe a head counselor, maybe an older bacher or a big sister figure who will, look to, who, will, who will keep an eye out for our child because we want our child to grow weiter and weiter. And then the child grows even more, and then it becomes more difficult. So we start offering incentives, and we start offering prizes in order for the child to grow until we walk the child down the chuppah and we see this beautiful, majestic, noble, full of potential human being that we've raised. And then we look back and we see how gigantic that fire was, how all the different steps, all of the tuitions and the tutors and the chavrusas and the discipline and the compassion and the patience. And we cry and we say, wow. I, how was I supposed to do this? But Baruch Hashem, we did do it. Baruch Hashem, you did do it. Because each step, you took it and you kept upping the ante. You kept pushing vita and vita because you wanted your child to grow to be a Godel be Israel. But if somebody is a lazy parent, if somebody is a parent that doesn't understand what is needed in order for a child to grow, so then, that's it. It ends right there. And the fire is tiny, and the child remains small. And then, they're going to hear from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, if you had only done this little thing with your child, you would have seen such amazing payrois. But even that you didn't do. The fire is small, it's tiny. But at least you could have done that. You never gave your child the chance to grow because even the olive bays, the ABC, the time that the child needs, even those things, none of it, none of it was done. None of it was done. And if that is the issue, if that's what's going on with your kinderlach, you should be aware that it's your achrayas. Now, sometimes we'll see majestic pairs, and I want to give parents who are taka putting in all of their effort and all of their time and are not seeing tremendous pairs right away. I want to give you some chizuk. And here's the chizuk I want to give you. I want to tell you that nothing that you do is lost. Nothing that you do is lahevel. Because any effort that you put in for your kindalach, any effort and any time, it, it will one day show tremendous Paris. You have to know that. You have to believe that. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu will show you that the compassion and the time and the patience, all of that was very, very worthwhile. And 
you know, sometimes children take a little bit longer to grow and become great. And you have to give your child that chance. But just as a kind, nothing, nothing, nothing is for nothing. Nothing that you do, nothing that you say, nothing goes for nothing. You put an effort, you shed your tears. Many kindlach, many children, when they go through their teen years, they change. They're trying to figure out their way in the world. We know we don't have to speak about this now, but the kindlach who are kindlach at risk, the children who are 15, 16, 17, and we see signs of rebellion. We see signs. We see, you know, they have an iPod, and they've got rock music on it. And we say, how are you talking? How could it be? My kindlach, I don't listen to rock music. My, like, there's no rock music playing in the house. Why is everyone listening? Why, why, why is my child listening to Gaisha music? Where do they get this chinuch from? I don't understand. Or if our child suddenly is, is caught watching movies, and you say, I don't understand. That wasn't part of his chinuch. Or if the child is, is caught speaking to a member of the opposite gender, and we say, what's going on? We should know that our tears and our encouragement and our love and our patience are not for nothing. They will pay off. And some kindlach take a little bit longer. I've had much, much experience. And I've witnessed firsthand children who, during their teen years, did struggle, did have a tough time. And those children went on to become absolute leaders in Kali Yisrael. And part of the reason they became leaders was because of their struggle. So I'm not advocating struggle. I am not encouraging struggle, but I want to tell you as parents, don't give up. The fire is huge. The fire is great. It's difficult. Bringing up Kindlach is very, very, very tough. But we have to know that everything that we invest, everything, my wonderful wife, my wonderful wife, who I'm so marketive to, we put on a Shabbaton this week. We do a Shabbaton each week. And this week was quite a large one. We had about 110 people here for Shabbos. 110. They all slept over. It was Labadik. It was a Balagan. And as you can imagine, about 50 or so were sleeping in our house, probably a little bit more than that. There were mattresses everywhere, people were sleeping on the floor in the kitchen. Mama Shabaligan. And the rest were put by neighbors, but they all ate here. And when you have 110 people eating, and there are so many people who are here, the house gets turned upside down and inside out. <laughs> One of... One of our chandeliers got broken. Baruch Hashem. And yet, Friday night, amidst all the bahala, in between all of the turnover and the flipping and the different courses being served and cleaning up and lots and lots of children running around, I went into the living room and there is my Aisha Schail. And she's sitting, not just with our Kindlach, but with Kindlach from the families that had come for Shabbos, and they're all sitting around her, and she's reading books. She's running a household of 110 people, and yet 
she is reading books to the Kindlach. It's amazing, and it's fascinating, and it's inspiring. But more than anything else, it's part of the investment. When you invest in your kindalach, when you invest in your family, if you don't let them get lost amidst all the chesed that you do, amidst all the tzaka that you do, you're going to see Paris sometimes sooner, sometimes later, but you will see Paris. I promise you that. You're going to see Paris. Okay. You're listening to J-Root Radio. I want to give you our phone numbers here. We would love to hear from you. It is, um, it's been a while since we've done a live show, and I apologize for that. As Hashem, uh, we hope to do more, and we'd love to hear your voice, your concern, your encouragement, we are the voice of positivity, and that's going to be the new motto of this program, the voice of positivity, you and I together. We are going to be positive because it's the easiest thing to view the cup as half empty, but who even gave you a cup? Who even put anything in the cup? What did we do to deserve a cup? So even when there are struggles with Parnassah, even when there are struggles with Rufus, even when we struggle with our Kindalach, even when we struggle with our marriages, we have to know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves us so much and wants us to be positive, to stay positive. And if we can stay positive, the people around us will be positive and we will find solutions to those problems. And some of those solutions we will see directly at Hashem. Some of them, the solutions will be a little bit more benister, but Yad Hashem is involved there as well. The voice of positivity. So our number's over here, 718-683-5858, to call into the program. Allow your voice to be heard. We have many thousands of listeners. Join us. Have your voice heard, 718-683-5858. And our text message, if you want to text in a message to the program, is 347-927-8398. 347-927-8398. Let me remind you, we're sponsored by Shabbat.com and J Root Radio, two wonderful, wonderful programs. If you go on to Shabbat.com, you will find an ad for JRoot Radio, download the app. You'll be able to hear Tyra. If you would like to uh, have guests for Pesach, sign up for Shabbat.com. It's not just for Shabbos. It's for all of Yom Tovim. It is for Shaduchim. It is for everything yesterday. I just gave a, a speech, uh, a shir in Manhattan, and a lady comes over to me and says, by the way, my friend found her shidduch on Shabbat.com. I said, great, and I videoed the story. I told her, tell me the story, because, Baruch Hashem, there are many such stories. I just usually don't find out about them. So we're sponsored by Shabbat.com. If you'd like to give tzedakah, you can give towards Shabbat.com. I pay for it out of pocket, and I have to raise about $16,000 each month in order to keep that website going. Okay, so once again, sponsored by JRoot and Shabbat.com. We're going to take a break now and give you the opportunity to call in once again, 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858, or to text in the program, 
347-927-8398. And when we come back on the other side of the break, we are going to be speaking about the definition of a Jewish hero. What makes a person a hero in Judaism? You're listening to Rabbi Vincent Klatsko on 97.5 J-Root Radio.
Good morning, everyone. Good morning. That was so heartsick. So heartsick. I don't know. I'm not sure if it's the Israeli accent, sort of the Sephardi Israeli pleading. It's so, so, so beautiful. And uh, there are some beautiful singers out there. You know, we're so used to the American singers and, you know, the singers who are big over here. Um, you know, like... Uh, like a Shweki or Avram Fried and so on. But Eretzel has some gorgeous, gorgeous singers. I, I want to mention one. If you really want to treat yourself to somebody who has a voice like you've never heard, try to find a tape by a fellow by the name of Ben Snoff. Ben Snoff. As a matter of fact, um, maybe by the next break, um, we, we can play a Ben Snoff song. He has a song called Kashoshanim, Kashoshana Ben Achochim. Gorgeous, gorgeous Ben Snow. So, beautiful singers out there, okay? Uh, we, we got a message over here. Let me just remind you how to call and leave a message. 718-683-5858 to call into the program. 718-683-5858. You can text us at 347-927-8398. 347-927-8398. Nine two seven eighty three ninety eight. So someone writes the following: Good morning, welcome back. I really missed your show, and happy to hear your voice and your insight. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. So this person wants to know what happens as a person grows. He can see negative in others. How does one grow on seeing pos- How does one work on seeing positive while growing himself? What's the correct way? So. This is a very, very critical, key, and important question. How does one grow? And the more you grow, the more in touch with reality you are, the more you've worked on yourself. And the more we work on ourselves, the more, the easier it is to look around and see people who are not growing and who maybe are overrated. And we begin to see negativity in them. And maybe when we're young and naive and a little bit silly, we don't see it. But now that we're bigger people, we, we, we can see that they're not everything they're cut out to be. And that there are faults and that there are flaws. And now, you know, it's hard to be positive when I see all sorts of negative. 
Now, this is a very, very critical question. Children have this question all the time. When they're young, they see their parents, and they see think their parents are gewaldic, and they're great, and they're perfect. And then when they get to be a little bit older, they realize that their parents have flaws. They realize that their parents have faults. And when they realize that, maybe the respect for their parents goes down because they say, wow, they're not what I thought they were when I was growing up. That that one point, that one idea, is the very, very story of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. This is the pattern of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. It is the great pattern of growth that we as mature adults, as thinking people, as of the Hashem, must target. And if we can, if we can if we can uh, absorb the lesson of Rabbi Shimon Yochai, we can truly become great people, and if we don't, we won't. And let me explain the lesson. You all know the story, but let's just take it apart. Let's take it apart, analyze it, and through this become great. Rabbi Shimon Yochai was a Tana, of huge proportions. He was one of the greatest in all of history. He was a Tana Eloiki. He was fire on fire. And his son, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon, was the same way. So they were so great. They were such huge, huge Gedolim, so great. And yet when they went into the cave, they had the chance to block out everything in the world. They blocked out everything. They were great before, but they were living in the world. But all of a sudden, they were in the cave for many years, and they they, they had so little to eat and drink that Akarash Baruch had to make a nace. He had to put a boxer tree there and make a stream of water. They had so little to do with Gashmias that they only had one set of clothing, and they only used it on Shabbos. So during the week, they would cover themselves over with the sand. And through that precious, they became even greater. They became epically great. According to some opinions, they even wrote the Zohar at that time. So when they finished, when they left the cave after all of those years, they were so great that they were like Malachim. And when they left the cave, they saw a person plowing the field, tilling the field. And Rabbi Shimon Ba'echai looked at them and he said, Why are they Why are they leaving the chashivas, the importance of the next world, and they're spending their time with nothingness? with this world, with nothingness. And wherever they looked, a fire burst out. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, Do you think I took you out of the cave to, live, to destroy my world? So he put them back in the cave for another year. They went back in the cave. Imagine, they were free to go. The edict against them, the decree against them was annulled. There's no reason that they have to stay in the cave and languish in this kind of poverty, in this kind of destitution. And yet, 
they stayed have to stay in the cave one more year to learn a critical lesson. And when they came out of the cave, when they came out of the cave, they looked around and they saw a man running. It was Arab Shabbos. And they saw him holding two Hadassim. And, and they asked him, what are you holding these two Hadassim for? And, they, and he answered back, one for Shamar, one for Zachar, Erev Shabbos, as a Hanah for Shabbos, as a covet for Shabbos. So Shembar Yochai said, wow, wow, if that's the case, if that's what the world is, then the world should be saved. And he was able to control the raging fire that he had, uh, that, he had uh, that involved his Ruchniyastika level. When people become Bali Tshuva, very often the same thing happens. They are coming from a world of 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 Hevel Varik, America. You know, each uh, each country, each word in English. There are there are certain simonim that we can see. I heard this from a a, a great Rebbe of mine named Rebbe Getzel Fried. He used to say that each word. Uh, of a country, each name of a country refers to something. So Russia is Kishma Kenhu, and we see it even more today. Russia. So America is Amareka, a nation of emptiness, a nation of nothingness, a nation obsessed with triviality. So if that's the case, when a Balchuva then goes to Yerushalayim. And he sees the face of Gedolim and Talmidei Chachamim, and he learns the Halakha and he keeps Shabbos after Shabbos after Shabbos, and she begins to dress theistically, and they begin to learn the halachas of Lashon Hara. The nobility that uh, covers them, that blankets them, that cloaks them, is so palpable. It, it, it is. It's so uplifting. That when they come back, sometimes, if they've done it right, if they've learned so much, they'll come back, and wherever they look, they burn up fire. They, they, they become intolerant. They can't understand, how is this world living with so much sheker? And it is, but that's not the mahalach. And I tell this to Bali Tshuva all the time. The lesson of Shimbar Yochai is to look around and to see that although the world is hell, although there's a lot of nothingness and even evil and cruelty in the world, there are still good people doing good things. And sometimes people don't know better, and we have to be mechazic them and look for the good in humanity. And if we don't look for the good in humanity, then we have to go back in our cave because that's the next level. The greatest level is not to stand places and see things burn. They say it's a little bit of a vitz, a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of a chassidish uh, Torah uh, or Muslim Torah, but it's beautiful. They say that Hillel had many Talmidim, 50 Talmidim. The greatest was Yonis and Ben Uziel, and the least was Yonis and Ben Zakai. The least he knew, including all Kabbalah, all Medrash, 
everything up to wait all the way toward to, to my Merkava. And the greatest Talmud, Yonis Ben Uziel, he was so great that when he would learn Torah, a bird would burn up if it flew directly on top of him. The, the Halekite of the Torah would burn a bird that was on top of him. So the Bali must just say, well, if that's the case, what about his Rebbe? What would happen to the bird who flew on top of Hillel? If Yonzen ben Ozeel had burnt up, what happened if the bird flew on top of his Rebbe who was greater than him? And the Bali must just say, it didn't burn up. Hillel's godless was that he was able to control his fire, that it wouldn't burn. Our godless, our greatness will be that we're able to control our our negativity, even as we grow greater. The person who sent in the question, she, she, I don't know if it's a she or he, but they want to know, as we grow older, we see negativity in, in people, we see shortcomings, we see failings, we see pettiness, we see smallness, and we begin to say, what's going on here? What's going on with from Yidden? What's going on with my Rebbe? What's going on with my parents? What's going on with my Chavra? What's going on with Kal Yisrael? And we begin to look with a Beza Ayin, with a bad eye, with a negative eye. And we think, wow, I have Emes, and they have Sheker. And we go negative. And if you think, if we think, that that is the ultimate madrega to see Emma so clearly that Oyave Hashem Sinura. If that's the ultimate, that's the ultimate. We have to understand that we're mistaken. While we have to hate Ra, the rish, the people who perpetrate Ra, the Rishayim, we don't say Vachala Rishayim Kregatoyved. We say Vachala Risha Kregatoyved. Rishus Ra. Always sheker, always wrong. But people aren't all ra. And even people who have done things that are wrong, that are mistaken, that are selfish, that are foolish, even those people, they do good as well. They do a lot of good. And when we get to the place where we start seeing negativity in everything, especially in the Amhanivcher, especially in the Amhanivcher, when we get influenced by blogs and news reports and all sorts of stories that highlight the bad because we don't do PR we don't highlight our good we remain, we're, we're at theistic a nation we don't do it so when we begin to start looking at everyone down our nose hey look at this person look at these people look how small look how petty we have to know it's sort of like the halacha that Bezdin, a Bezdin that, that everyone in the Bezdin says, wow, the person is Chayev, he gets off, he's Potter. If everyone says he is guilty, he is innocent. If there's nobody who could see good in this person, then it means that there was a bias against them. And it's our job to see good. I want to tell you, my dear listening audience, that I went through these stages in life. I really did. I know that people look at me and they see the positivity, and that's on purpose. I try to promote positivity. It's my goal in life. But I want to tell you, I wasn't always like this. 
I went through it to Kufa. I came back from Yeshiva. I was learning stock, and I was burning up the world with my eyes, with my judgment, with my criticism. I'm embarrassed of myself for those days, those days when I couldn't control that fire. Number one, I wasn't that hot. I wasn't that great. I was all delusions of grandeur to begin with. But even if I had actually reached those madregas, which, again, I didn't, but even if I had reached those madregas so that I'm able to look at the next person and judge them and see in them the, 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 uh, their shortcomings and see in them their pettiness and their immaturity and their desire for gashmias and covered, even if I see that, the fact that I couldn't see the good, the fact that I didn't see any redeeming qualities in them, showed how small I myself was. So that's my long-winded answer to your point. You want to know, as we grow, how do we not see negative in others? The answer is we all have negative qualities and traits. We all have things that need working on. We all have elements of sheker, elements of covered, elements of gashmias, elements of atzlos, elements of laziness where we can't get out of bed. We all have that. But if you can't see the good in people, and everyone has good, every single person, if you can't see the good, please be aware that Chisarn is more in you than it is in them. Okay, we're going to take a break. Let's see if we get some Ben Snow. We'll have to ask our, our programmer if he has a Ben Snow. Uh, let me once again give you our phone numbers over here. 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858 to call into the program. Or you could text us at 347-927-8398, 347-927-8398. You are listening to Rabbi Ben-Sion Klatsko on JRoot Radio. Shoshana, 
that have never heard before, that was Ben Snoff. When you hear a voice like that, you could, you could literally picture the longing of, 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 of the Nazim. The Nazim, when we speak about, I love you so much. I so much want you to be part of my life. All, this, all the sickness in the world and all the silliness and, you know, Kishayshanah. The love, the love, the love, the love. Ay, Ben Stoff, you know what? I'm going to ask my wonderful producer, Iran, please get me another Ben Snoff for the next break. Let's do, uh, uh, let's do another Ben Snoff, okay? Maybe from that same album. Very, very beautiful. Okay. So we have a number of messages. I'm going to give you our numbers again over here. There are some very inspiring messages people are sending us. So you can call again, 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. Or you can text us at 347-927-8398, 347-927-8398. 
Okay, so let's read some messages. Welcome back live. Welcome back live. Love Yossi Goss. P.S. Big Mazel Tov from Yadidya. Uh, for Yadidya. So I thank you very much. That's wonderful to to read. Thank you so much, Yossi. Lots of love to you and your family. By the way, if um, if you know me and you're sending a text messages, give me your name in the text message so I can send out some love to you and your families. Okay, next message. Uh, next message, the person writes, it's Ben Snow. He is amazing. I have his CD playing all the time in my car. You have a great positive show. I'm texting you from Crown Heights with a smile. Thank you very much from Crown Heights. I appreciate you listening. Uh, we certainly like Ben Snow, and we certainly, certainly love the message of positivity. It is the key to success, not to burn the world with our gaze, right? These people who make a living out of negativity, even if you think it's justified. But when you go negative, you lose. That's my great lesson in life. I teach it to my Talmudim. You go negative, you lose. Even if you win the argument, even if you win the battle, you will lose the war. Because in the end of the day, we all need to be around positive people. And if we are around positive people, um, then we will have lots of atzlacha and lots of bracha. And if we are positive ourselves, we will have lots of friends. We will be better parents. We will be better chaderim. We will be better teachers. We will be better, simply put. Okay, now we have a very, very important message. Oh, let's, let's actually finish that message. The person writes, Good morning, welcome back. I really miss your show. Happy to hear your voice and your insight. Um, oh, okay, I'm sorry. That was the end. The person who wrote that question wrote back. Thank you for taking your time to answer. I gained a lot. I appreciate that you did. Thank you for being Macabre. Let's become big. It's hard. It's hard to be big. That's why the world is full of small people, because it's hard to be big. But the big people that want to change the world... And the rest go down as background scenery for the lives of the people who become big and great. The next person writes something so inspiring. You should turn your radios up. Turn your radios really, really loud because you need to hear what the next person wrote. And here we go. The next person writes, you, man you mentioned how patience is needed in parenting and how the fruits of their labors will pay off. Well, I was one of those boys who gave my parents tremendous agmas nefesh, and I can tell you that the family my wife and I have raised give my parents today ex ex exponentially more nachas than the pain that I caused them while I was growing up. Baruch Hashem, Hashem straightened out all that was crooked and allowed the real meat to shine through. The secret, never give up. And I think he means never give up on your children, never give up on yourself. Keep on striving to know the truth. Keep on pushing the envelope to reach your full potential. And trust in Hashem in every endeavor that you undertake. I frequently cry inwardly at the amazing miracles that Hashem has done for me and wish that every young man 
and a girl out there would realize that they too can truly achieve, uh, that they too can achieve true greatness. Chazak v'yamatz. Wow. Wow. That letter should be, that letter should be posted in every school and every yeshiva on every refrigerator. That's the letter that we need to hear, we need to see a young man acknowledging that life was difficult and he gave his kid, his parents Agamas Nefesh. And yet today, the Nachas that his parents see are so much more than the Agmas Nefesh he gave them. That is the great hope, because when you put into your Kindlach positivity, Ruchnius, love, and time, you will reap the reward. You will make good decisions. Have a Rebbe if you have a question. But put in the time, put in the love. That's exactly what we're saying here. I want to give you all hope. I want to tell you I have worked with many students. I have worked with students from yeshivas and from high schools, particularly girl high schools, where the girls secretly they're part of a they're they're part of a uh kind of a school and they look so stark and secretly they have boyfriends and they're running out to movies and they're texting all sorts of uh guys and uh when nobody sees, they have another change of clothes in their backpack, and they change into them, and 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 it's and and we think, oh yeah, yeah, all is lost. I'm here to tell you, nothing is lost. These are children who are trying to figure out life, and they're trying to figure out what means a lot to them. And you know what? You know what's interesting? You know what's fascinating? You know what's critical to know? You know what means a lot to them? Whether they know it or not, whether they can enunciate, appreciate, articulate these words, I am telling you what's important to them. What's important to them is to feel loved. And at the end of the day, if they feel loved, they will be machzir lemutav. They will overcome their petty yetzars. They will grow one after the next after the next. Negative people who grow up and they write on their blogs and they write on their uh, on their uh, Facebook and they write all sorts of negativity, one after the next. When you ask them about how they grew up, you will find negativity. You will find all sorts of all sorts of um, lack of love, lack of time, and that ultimately is what pushed the kid away. So the next person writes, what can I do for someone who is going through a horrific time and I really can't fix her situation at all? It's interesting. I just uh, confronted this last night. You know, there are times that we feel, you know, we may feel in general we have the koyach with siyata deshmaya that we can speak to people, we can reason with them. We can work with them. We can work on them. We can inspire them. We can be there for them. But there are some people who no matter what we do, they are not willing to be macabre. They are not willing to grow. There are some people out there who, 
we throw up our hands and we say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we can't. So the only thing that we can do for them is to be there for them when they come to their senses. Now, if you're talking about a marriage and the person is not coming to their senses, so then it needs to be revisited, the entire marriage. Sometimes things are just not meant to be. Sometimes things are a disaster. But if it's a friend and the friend is going through something difficult, you could be there for them. And even when they're struggling with tzniyas, even when they're struggling with their tithes, even when they're struggling with depression, and even, even substance abuse, to show them that you haven't abandoned them. Because that's what they're expecting. They're expecting that the contract with their friends and their parents work, that when they're doing the right thing, they will feel the love, they will receive the admiration and respect. And when they're not, they're worthless. They're garbage, and they feel that way. And the more they feel that way, and the more we reinforce that in them, the further away they drift from us. I'm not telling you any chedushim here. You all know this. But we have to show them that we truly do respect them. We truly do love them. We're not going to abandon them. Certainly we hope that they will make wiser decisions in life. And if they ever need us, we are there. We haven't run away. Very often it's that friend who is there at the end of the day that helps me them lamotav. Okay, I'm going to give you our numbers again, and we are going to get into what is a hero. You can call our program at 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858, or you could text us 347-927-8398, 347-927-8398. That is the number to text in your message. So, here we go. What makes a hero a hero? And and I want to I want to point out an interesting quandary that we are in. The secular world, in the secular world, there are many different definitions of a hero, many kinds of people who can fit into the hero paradigm. There's a lot of heroes out there. You can have a true hero perhaps someone who puts out fires, perhaps somebody who, uh, who saves people in the emergency room. You could have a hero who is an action figure in a movie, and you know and I know they're not a hero, but in the secular world, that too could be a hero. A hero. You could have a hero in baseball who hits the home run at the bottom of the ninth inning. There are many, many kinds of heroes. You could have a hero who helps cure cancer. You could have a hero who helps create a, an easier way to, to, to monitor your children on a, in, a, in a, uh, a hole monitor or uh, um, what's called baby monitor. There are all sorts of heroes out there. And when you have such a large variety of heroes to choose from, so then... Everyone out there has somebody they could look up to. Now, I'm not saying they all deserve to be looked up to, but everyone can find their flavor. Within Yiddishkeit, where we have a tremendous sense of purpose, 
So therefore, we understand that somebody hits a baseball, did nothing more than take a piece of wood and hit a cork, and everyone can yell and scream and cheer, but they have actually accomplished nothing, not in this world, not in the next world. We know that uh, that action heroes and movies are nothing more than people who are doing a job that they get paid for and nothing more. We know our singers are nothing but people who sing songs. Yes, they do it on stage to entertain us, but they are not our heroes. And those other heroes, those other heroes, the ones who save people from fires or the ones who uh, operate successfully on, on patients with a tumor, Often we don't even mention them in our heroes. When we speak about a hero, we speak about our gedolim. We speak about heroes in Torah. We also may speak about heroes in Chesed. But our options in uh, in in choosing a hero seem to be somewhat limited. And I want to tell you, I want to postulate today that they're not limited. They're different, but they're not limited. And there are more heroes that are out there than we realize. And I think it is incumbent upon us. It is a huge for us as a community and for us as parents and for us as teachers to highlight these heroes. And I want to start with a lesson that my father taught me. It's a very important lesson. We used to have pictures of Gedolim. Growing up, we had pictures hanging. We had pictures on our piano. Uh, my parents have a big picture of uh, Rabbi Victor Miller hanging in the dining room. Among the pictures that they also have and that they had hanging, that they had up, that I, that was a great lesson to me, was a picture of someone named Rav Moshe Scherer. Rav Moshe Scherer. He was a hero in my parents' eyes, and my parents taught me and taught the Kindlech that this is another version of a hero. And... For those of you that don't know, Ramosh Sher was the president of the Aguda, and he did great things in Klai Yisrael. He did great things for the Jewish people. He advocated in Washington for us. He was there trying to promote Chesed, to promote Torah, to alleviate the burden upon Klai Yisrael. He was the prototypical Askin, and he was a hero. And I think what struck me growing up was, here's a picture. We had a picture of the Boston Rebbe. We had a picture of the Kloisenberg Rebbe, all Rabbi, Rabbi Gifter. We were a, an equal opportunity uh, family. We had a picture of the Lubavitch Rebbe. They were all sitting next to each other. My parents were very pleased. As a matter of fact, my, matter of fact, my parents, the way that they promoted their idea of Shalom is one of their picture frames was a double picture frame. And on one side they put Reb Shach, and on the other side they put the Lubavitcher Rebbe, and they they would have them sitting sitting next to each other, and and they would they would put them together, and they would say, look, these are different people who are doing tremendous things for Klal Yisrael. 
But when I would look at them, I would see people with beards, and uh, they looked very chashev. They looked very dignified. And then I looked at Ramayusha Sher. Ramayusha was a clean-shaven man. He did have a mustache, but he didn't have a beard, and he didn't look like a rav. And by my parents saying to me, this is also one of our heroes, that was a life lesson. That was a lesson I shall not forget. And before them, before him, was Mike Tress. Does our daughter know who Ramayusha Sher or Mike Tress were? Do we know who they were? There are so many people. Rav Michbev Weissmandel. Do people know who these people were? There are heroes, and they're everyday heroes. And when we say an everyday hero, we don't mean that they're not heroic, but we have to open our eyes. Our Askanim are our heroes. One of the great things about the book that I've mentioned in the past, All for the Boss, was the fact that we read about a man, or Yaakov Yosef Herman, who, although he was a Talmud Chacham, and he finished Shaz five times, when, we, when you read about All for the Boss, what you're actually reading about is a hero, and who heroically helped uh, change the United States, helped Miyasaid uh, schools, helped people who were, who were to become future Gedolim, he was a hero. There are many heroes around today. And we as parents need to take those heroes and parade them in front of our kindalach. And not to say that they're any, that they're, 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 a, they're a shtickle hero, but our Gedolim are our biggest heroes. Of course, Torah is, is the foundation, and the Gedolim are our leaders. But when we speak about heroes, there are many heroes out there. There are heroes like uh, Rabbi Jacobowitz, um, who, who spread the Maimonides program all around the world. Maimonides is a program that my listening audience may have never heard of, but it was started by Rabbi Aaron David Eisenman, who is the Kiruv Rabbi in NYU in New York University. Rabbi Eisenman, do you know he is the Rav Shapiro of our days? You never even heard of him. He was by me this Shabbos. This Shabbos, he came with his family. He is a hero in Israel. Do you know what the man has done? He, he, he started a program called Maimonides. He thought of a program that now is all over the world where college-age students are paid a certain amount of money in order to learn Torah weekly. And they go to a few Shabbatonim, they experience Shabbos, and through this program, approximately 30,000 people from all over the world, in, in South America and in Europe and there, it's, it's not called Maimonides, it has different names, but it is the same program. It is built off of Maimonides. 30,000 people. We made a cheshman that since the program started many, many years ago, maybe a quarter of a million non-from people have had the opportunity to learn weekly. A quarter of a million non-from people learning weekly through this program.
and he was in my house for Shabbos. What a hero in Kal Yisrael. There are doctors who are out there who are changing the world, who are there. There's a doctor named Dr. Wexler who works in Sloan Kettering. Do you understand? He is a hero in Kal Yisrael. He is someone that we could tell our kindergarten to look up to. A Ben Toira, a Yerushamayim, who goes to the ends of the world for his patients. My own father is a doctor. Do you know how I grew up? I want to tell you, hero. He is a personal hero of mine. He used to work the night shift for many, many years. He would work the night shift. That means he worked in the emergency room from 12 at night until 8 in the morning. That's like staying awake for Shavuos, but every night. So I once asked him, why are you working the night shift? I mean, it's such a hard shift. Two in the morning, three in the morning, four or five in the morning, still working. Why are you working the night shift? And you know what he answered me? He said, I work in the night shift because I want to go learning in the morning. I want to learn Torah in the morning. And if I work during the day, I'll come home in the evening, I'll be tired, and then I'll eat supper and go to bed. But if I work in the night shift, then the night shift is over at 8 in the morning, and Davin Shachar's right away, and the Olam is learning in the morning. So I go to Yeshiva. He used to go to Tel's Yeshiva, and he had a morning Seder Chivrusa. And because it was the morning, everyone was learning. There was a Ruach HaToyra. It energized him. And each morning, rather than going to sleep, although he's been up all night, he would learn Torah for many, many years. That's a hero. Not even discussing the fact, not even discussing the fact that the Torah that, that uh, he learned was complemented by the fact that he would treat Yidin for free. Someone would come to the house, and very often our dining room table functioned like an operating table. People would come, they need stitches, and we would hold little children down so that my father could give them stitches on the dining room table. That's a hero. These are heroes of our generation. There are heroes who started Hatzalah and the heroes who are part of Hatzalah. These are real heroes. It's not shtick. It's not beepers and dangling, dangling keys. The cynic in us, the cynic in us, the one who wants to look at things negatively, oh, that's not a hero. Yes, that is a hero. That's the hero that has to leave the, the, the walkie-talkie on, the, 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 the radio on, so that if there's an emergency on Friday night, he has to leave the chicken hot on his plate and run and be the Hatzal is a hero. It's, these are real heroes. Chevra Kedisha. These are heroic people. Rabbi Zun, they just put out a beautiful CD collection. If you can get it, you should. It's called To Comfort and Be Comforted. Nichum Venachama. Worth getting. There's some wonderful speakers on this CD. And the idea behind it is to teach people how to give a nachama. People who, no matter what's going on that night, they drop their plans because Hever Kadisha needs them, and they want to do Chesachal Emes. These are heroes of Kal Yisrael. Make no mistake.
When we go to Gan Eden and we see the Tzadikim Yoshim Vatarasayim Berashayim, and we see the crowns on the heads, these are part of the Tzadikim. These are the heroes. These are true heroes. The Rebbe who teaches Torah for pennies, for pennies, these are heroes. They teach our Kindlech. They could just cash your check. They could say, look, I'm not, I'm not getting paid a lot. I'll do what I have to do. I'll babysit the class, and, uh, and then, uh, you, know, I'll, you know, what am I getting paid, 30000 40000 Instead, we have Rabbeim throughout our school system who put their leva nefesh in. I have a 10-year-old son who's in fifth grade. We get a text message from the Rebbe. Nearly every night, my son, who we're trying to encourage him to put his finger on the place and to pay attention, in order for him to get that recognition, the Rebbe is careful to text us with a message about how well he did. What, the Rebbe has nothing to do with the the day? He's got to be with his family. He's worried about one out of 25 kids in the class. He has to text the parent to say, oh, by the way, your, your, yingle, your yingle learned beautifully today. That's a hero. That's a hero. I'm going to open these phone lines. I think that Claudiusol is full of heroes, and we need to highlight them. I want to hear from you. In our last few minutes of the program, we have 18 minutes to go. Call up and tell me, who is your hero? Who is somebody who is a true hero? Somebody who we, as Kaisal, can look up to and can uh, pattern ourselves, learn from. We have so many heroes. We have so many choices and if we don't highlight them, then our Kindle can't learn from them and can't grow from them. I think one of the reasons that I, I got into Tzibur work is because my parents highlighted Ramosha Sher, because they highlighted that these two are heroes, these two are changing class, or these two are tzaddikim. You can call us at 718-683. 5858-718-683-5858. Or you can text us who your hero is and tell us why they're your hero. 347-927-8398. 347-927-8398. A hero is the, somebody who does something altruistically for a higher purpose, for a higher goal. Somebody who literally changes the world through goodness. We're going to take a break. Let's see. Maybe we have another Ben Snow to inspire us to remember our our heroes. And uh, as Hashem, on the other side, hopefully we will have some wonderful suggestions of who heroes in Kaisal are. Once again, sponsored by Shabbat.com, S-H-A-B-B-A-T. Have guests. Be a hero. We need we need you because you are our heroes, and when you invite people for Shabbos, you literally become a hero. So um, we we will take a break, and we'll come back on nine seven point five J Root Radio.
Okay, good morning, morning. We're getting all sorts of calls now, Baruch Hashem. We have many heroes. Let's uh, start with Yoel. Are you on the line? Yoel from Israel. My hero is Rabbi Benzi in Klasko. No question about it. Definite. Yoel, you're my hero. Are you learning Torah in Yeshiva? Yes. Well, you're my hero. Yoel is an amazing person. We're we're zayichet to know Yoel. I want to tell you, Yoel, we 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 get your emails, we see your posts, and we we're, we're living vicariously through you, through your inspiration. So thank you, Rabbi. Thank you. Lots of love, Yoel. Okay, we have we have Shani on the line. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. How are you? Baruch Hashem. Wonderful. How are you? Yeah. Thank God, Baruch Hashem. Your words are so inspiring, and yes, there are so many heroes in our world that really guided us. One of those uh, wonderful heroes was my father and my mother, Rabbi Abraham B. Hecht, a blessed memory with Liba Bas Baruch, my mother. She was the power behind my father, who accomplished zillions and wonderful, multitude of wonderful acts. Mamish L'Shem Shemayim. And they're my heroes. Wow, wow. They, they are, I think they're all call yourselves heroes because such amazing people. Thank you. You're welcome. Continue your good work, please. Amen. Thank you so much. We are full of heroes. Someone else writes, our heroes should be all of Am Yisrael. There's no question about it. Of course, Mika Am Yisrael, we are a heroic people. But if we want to highlight to our Kindalach, our heroes, so that they can pattern themselves after those heroes. We want to point out, just like in Brachas, you can make a Sha'akolni and that includes everything, or that, that, that could mean everything, but it's more parav. And the more Bifrat you can get, age comes before Bifrat, because it's more exact, it's more particular, it's more specific. And so, too, we want our heroes to be lifted up in front of our kindalach. And these are the people that we can strive to be like. And we don't all have the brains or the zitzfleisch to become the next Ramosha Feinsteins, but we all have a hero inside of us to do great things. And that's, that is the, the direction of this question over here. That's the direction. The next person writes, Rav Noach Weinberg and Rav, Kah- uh, Rav Kana, the Rosh Hashiva of Panovich. Oh, Rav Kana, Rosh Hashiva Panovich. I think that Rav Noach Weinberg from Eshatot Rav Kana. Okay, so that itself is uh, is an amazing thing. Uh, Rav Noach Weinberg, of course, a hero to many people. He understood a need. Uh, he understood the need to reach out to Kali Yisrael, and he understood the need to uh, create something worldwide. And he should be all of our heroes, because what he did, what he accomplished, is affecting every yid from or fry. So, definitely, Erev Kahana, certainly for... Uh, for bringing Torah to Bnei Brak and bringing Torah to Kali Yisrael and doing it in such a regal way so that we have true G'daylam over here. That is an amazing, amazing uh, hero and definitely deserves and needs our credit. I love the next one. Here we go. Ready for this? 
My hero is Nisim at J-Root Radio for having the sense uh, upon acting, uh, to act and uh, to do things that are difficult to begin with. And Nisim, and I too want to tell my listening audience that Nisim is my hero. I was just thinking about this today. You're, you're witnessing, you're listening that people hear this radio program in Eretz Israel. They listen to this radio program around the world. They're able to hear Torah, all because one man who Parnas is not easy and paying for the radio, which is a true tzedakah and worthy of your investment. Nisim has uh, allowed Torah to be spread through the airwaves in such a beautiful wonderful and marvelous way. So Nisim too, that is a hero. That's a hero. Wonderful. There are many more heroes who are out there. There are heroes in the, uh, the, the there are heroes who are the fundraisers. Sometimes they go by the title Rosh Koyal. There are two Rosh Koyalim. One who is the Talmud Chacham, as it were, and the other one who often is also a Talmud Chacham, but since one of the two have to be in the coil or have to be in the yeshiva, then the other one has to fundraise. So people, the bachar may snicker, they may laugh, and they may say, oh, this person, he's the fundraiser. He's just called Rosh Yeshiva to give him some cover, but really he's the fundraiser. No, he's a hero. He is making things happen. We have another call. Is that it? Put it through. This is Israel. Good Hello. morning. Good morning. How are you? Hello. Am I on the line? Um, yes, you are. Good morning. Yes. Okay. Talking about heroes. Uh, Al Rabbanim and uh, they did a lot for Klaunisram. But you mentioned before Nissan. This is an example of a few other people that I will mention. Uh, take a person like uh, Herschel Weber, the one that uh, started at Sala. He was right. a bell boss. And uh, very much, very much. all over the world has that. Take a person like Mr. Hershkowitz, who started from Cheshavas. He was schlepping the peckles himself. He went around. And uh, now this is something that's uh, recognized about Batten, who felt the need for this. They were very into what they were doing. They were doing the right thing. And they had a soccer in this. Who you started the issue about boss. Some men and the uh, whole quality straw has from this. And uh, I'll mention Ms. Askin, for example. Um... Uh, Yankee Bayes started the Nishmashim. These are people, Balbatan, that uh, are, are uh, people that gave away from their time, from their efforts, and Baruch Hashem, the whole Kali Yisrael has from this. Many other people also volunteer time, effort to do for Kali Yisrael. Givaldic. Do you know what we should do? You know what we should do? We should make a dinner in honor of Jewish heroes. And even though these people are going to be by Reach Mina covered, because that's their nature. But Klal needs to take these people and to acknowledge them, because only in that way will our Kindalach understand that uh, even if you're not going to become a Bucky Bashas, you could be a hero with a golden place in Gan Eden. And these people that you mentioned are the creme de la creme. They're the cream of the crop. Yes, yes, they were the start of it, and then uh, the ones that are involved in it. And I forgot to mention one more, Chavayim. Here's somebody that had an idea, someone is stuck, uh, the flat tire, whatever it is, or is it, and, and you know, the lights would go out and help them and do a chesed. Do you know who the uh, one who started that is? 
No. We should find out. We should find out. Again, what a beautiful idea. We have these yes. amazing people in Kali Yisrael, and we can only say thank you, Hashem. I have a, I have a chaver named A.J. Ginsburg, lovely fellow. He's a hero of mine. You know why he's a hero? Because he made his own little commitment that anyone who's asked him to put on tefillin for six months, he buys them a pair of tefillin. That's expensive. He's not yes. a kavir, but that's yes. what he does. And yes. there are heroes like this. Amazing. Yeah. Thank okay. you. Good. Thank, Thank you. you. Keep up your good work. Okay, we have all sorts of text messages coming through. Let's get let's get them uh, read before our time is up. So one person writes. One person writes. My hero is my husband, Doctor ja- Joshua Cantor, a dentist with a heart has gone to elderly patients' homes. Patients will come to our home has even walked on Shabbos to a local pharmacy to prescribe medicine. Gorgeous. What a hero. Whoever heard of a dentist making house calls to a zuckin? That's amazing. Thank you. Gorgeous. Yashikach, you're an Asia Schail for mentioning him. The next person writes, Rabbi Vincent Klatsko, you'll love reading about Glenn Beck, what he has overcome by David Horowitz, founder of the front page uh, newsletter today. Uh, also, even if not Jewish, he is a true hero. If you send me a, a, an address, I'll send you a link. By the way, he spoke at Gush Katif dinner two years ago. Yashikach, on what you do and what J Radio does, you are truly heroes. Thank you so much for that. You can email me the link on to rabbiklatsko at gmail.com. Thank you so much. The next person writes, Rabbi K just got on, but if you want to know who my hero is, it's you. Oh. I didn't know another person that has so many guests on Shabbos inspires so many people on such a big scale. I just want to give credit to your wife for putting it all together. By the way, I never met you. Just listened and read about you and very inspired. Thank you. Keep up the great work and avoid this Hashem. Thank you so much for that. I, I have a long way to being a hero, but I strive because we all have to strive. We all have our place in this world that we have to become heroic. The next person writes, Hatzalah wives, they allow husbands to run on call day and night. Shabbos, Yantav, we forget this, these women who sacri- whose heroes sacrifice. My son is Hatzalah. So that's, again, gorgeous and beautiful. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Thank you for that. That's true, Hatzalah wives. It's not easy. You spent time. You made a dinner. You want there for the kids. But then there's an emergency. Your husband runs off. A Hatzala wife is truly a hero. A hero. A hero in every sense of the world. Uh, word and world, both. Next person writes, Anyone who is super nice and humble while spreading Torah and inspiring Christ is my hero. Rabbi Klatsko and Lenny Solomon of Schlockrock, for example. And anyone who raised a large family and hosts so many Shabbos guests is a hero. So thank you so much for that. I have a feeling I know who wrote that. But thank you for the kudos. Uh, this was not meant to be a self-promotion for the Klatsko family. We do our small share, as do many people. 
but some amazing heroes were mentioned. And we have to mention those people who started Dirshu, those who started Maspia, those who are part of Atzala, those who are part of Chaverim, those who are part of Chinuchatz Mai, those who are part of uh, the many, 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 many organizations that are there who do things for Klai Yisrael. We had a Madrika on our trip once, and she's a wonderful girl. Her name was Michal Belsberg, young girl, and she became my hero. You know why? Because I heard that when she was, uh, right before she was Bas Mitzvah, and she comes Baruch Hashem from a family that's very well off, and when she was about to become Bas Mitzvah, right before the Bas Mitzvah, she heard a, uh, she heard a, a bomb right near her home, and it turned out to be the bomb in the cafe where David Applebaum and his daughter were murdered. And she was so moved by what happened. She was so sad. She canceled her own bas mitzvah and used that money to start an organization to take care of victims of terrorism. A 12-year-old canceling her own bas mitzvah. Is that not a hero? Does that not deserve our accolades? It certainly does. So Baruch Hashem, to take this full circle, somebody said you grow, you get to be a little older, you want to know how to stay positive when you see negative in people. Here's how. Look at the hero in the person. Not baseball players, not singers, although, by the way, some of our singers are heroes as well. You know why? Because they have not succumbed to Gaiva. They have not succumbed to the, the uh, temptation of fame. Instead, they tried to be Marbet's Torah. They're Kaveitim. Some of them, they go to prisons or they go to hospitals and they sing for free. That's also heroic. Baruch Hashem, so many reasons to be positive. This is a show about positivity. May you all have a positive week. May you have a Gavaldiga week. Once again, Mazel Tov to my wonderful son, Shalom Yudidya. You deserve a wonderful kala, and you got one. We wish you all a wonderful week. You've been listening to Rabbi Ben Klatsko on 97.5 J Root Radio.